Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It is time now for Mind Your Business. And we're talking about robotics. It is a combined effort of science, engineering, and technology. And that results in devices referred to as robots that mimic or replace human behaviors. I mean, robots have long captivated popular culture. Um, just think R2-D2, Optimus Prime, or Wall-E. And while this might be a bit of an exaggerated humanoid representation, typically appear like a parody of the real thing, they might actually be more futuristic than we think. Robots are developing mechanical and intellectual skills that do not rule out the possibility of an R2-D2-like machine in the future. In the industrial sector, robots are becoming more and more common. In fact, some experts predict that this trend will only continue to grow over time. Industries, corporations, even families use robots to carry out tasks that, well, perhaps a person can't. So how can robotics expand its role even further and possibly drive economies in the near future? This is going to be quite an interesting conversation. On the line with me this morning is James Taylor, General Manager, APEC for On Robot. Good morning, James. Hello, thank you. I'm quite excited to talk about this, but I suppose, could you start us off by telling us a little bit about OnRobot? I understand you guys are a hardware software developer for collaborative applications? Yes, that's correct. Um, although I wish we were making something like R2-D2. <laughs> uh, we're, we're mainly focused on the uh, manufacturing industrial robots. So what OnRobot does is we make uh, collaborative applications for industrial automation. So manufacturers and factories that are producing goods, we provide them with the hardware and software that enables them to have a fast, easy, and affordable solution. Mm. So on that note, right, how important is APEC in terms of contributing to the company's global business? Well, APEC is the is a very big market. It's about 75% of the overall uh, robotics market. Um, obviously, China is a big portion of that, but uh, Southeast Asia as an aggregate and also Korea and Japan are very large industries for us. So this is an area where there's a particular focus and there's also a lot of opportunity for development and advancement uh, as the area starts to develop into higher-end manufacturer, more high-tech manufacturing. There's a lot more automation opportunities. So it's definitely a key focus for us. Mm. When you talk about opportunities, what kind of trends are you seeing in this region when it comes to adopting these robotics, adopting these forms of automation? Yeah, so there's a there's a huge need for automation, um, but there's several key, let's say, influences and a couple roadblocks. So a couple trends that I think are common across the area are a need for sustainability uh, to reduce the, let's say, the energy used in order to uh, manufacture goods. You have aging populations, uh, which means there's a decreasing labor force. You have an increased focus on health and safety. So um, people are not willing or let's say companies don't want to have people doing jobs that they used to do maybe 20, 30 years ago. We recognize the fact that having somebody do some hard labor or manual tasks repetitively for, you know, 10 years, 15 years straight is, is not good for their health. Um, the pandemic has also given us, uh, let's say, widened our eyes, so to speak, at just how um, delicate uh, supply chain and how delicate our labor force can be. Uh, people are 
not as mobile as they used to be. Sometimes people are not willing to move anymore for work. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of these are combining for a need for manufacturers to address these. Mm-hmm. But the challenge is this current automation is still quite difficult. It's complicated, requires specialized engineering, um, requires a lot of time and resources. And a lot of manufacturers perhaps don't have those resources in order to invest. So that's where OnRobot comes in, trying to eliminate those roadblocks and help them get an automation solution, which will help solve these problems. Does a lack of talent in this area go against OnRobot trying to build up this automated so-called culture that's very needed to address the other global problems? No, it's actually complementary. Mm-hmm. You know, so conventionally, so if we look at okay. today, if you want to uh, automate a task, and let's, I'll use a very simple example. Let's say I just want to do a simple pick and place. I want to use a robot. I want to pick up an object and put it somewhere else. And okay. this could be from a conveyor belt to a pallet or something. In general, you need a robot and you need a, a gripper or some sort of end of arm tool. And the way it works today is you have to be able to program that uh, robot. You have to be able to program the gripper. You have to integrate them. And even though it's a simple task of, you know, say an arm and a hand moving one object from point A to point B, there's a lot of engineering work involved with that. And it takes a lot of time. And depending on the complexity, it could be a few hours to a few weeks. So what OnRobot is offering is an automated platform that does that automatically. So if you think about it like, um, if you think about it like Grab, so if you open up your Grab app on your, on your smartphone, you don't say, hey, I'm going to go program this app to call me a car. Mm-hmm. You enter a few key inputs, and Grab does all of the uh, programming for you. That's what we're essentially doing with Deploy, which is our, our new platform. We're automating all of the programming of the application. So the engineers that are currently working and busy, and there's a shortage of, of talented application engineers in the industry, they're able to do a lot more projects in, with the same resources. So manufacturers who are constrained by, well, I don't have enough engineers, I don't have enough people to, to do all of these projects, now all of a sudden can have their application engineers deploying a lot more robotic automation than they used to be able to. So in the end of the day, it, it saves time from, from mundane tasks. I like the Grab idea because Grab is able to, the app is able to sort of guess what time of the day I want to go where. So I don't have to key in the full address. Yeah, I mean, I mean so if you, it's, it's actually very analogous. So mm. robotics adoption and computer adoption are, I think, very analogous. Okay. So the reason today everybody has a computer, you, everybody, almost everybody has a computer they carry around in their pocket called a smartphone. The reason that they do that is because it's utility, and its utility comes from apps. If you were just able to make phone calls with your phone, you probably wouldn't want to carry it around so much. But the fact that you have all of these apps doing all of these tasks for you means that you want to carry that with you, mm. and it's easy to do. The same with robotics. Currently, you know, if you look at, say, 30, 40 years ago, robots were very, very large, very, very complicated, and really difficult to set up. Over the years, they've become easier, and we've seen more and more companies and smaller companies adopt them. What OnRobot wants to do is take us to the next step, saying, you don't need to program anymore. We'll take over all of that complexity for you. And if we do that, more companies will be able to use them. So we're really talking about enabling a larger market that exists today. And that's one of the key fundamentals about OnRobot. We're not trying to serve an existing market. Mm. We're trying to enable a brand new market of automation to open up. 
the same way the robot did 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, and on that deploy uh, that you mentioned earlier, uh, does sound quite revolutionary. For businesses that want to take up deploy, how much training is required? Is it easy to onboard? <clears throat> well, I, I mean, I don't want to oversimplify things, okay. but, to, you know, for example, in a factory, generally you have people that are, are well educated on the tasks that they're doing, whether it's, you know, loading boxes onto a pallet, whether it's uh, removing and, and placing parts in a CNC machine, they have to know their own business process. Okay. Deploy, what it does is it basically, it simplifies all of the, say, the programming need from the robotics side. So as I mentioned earlier, what you need to do is you need to know how to program a robot. Every robot is programmed different ways. Mm. Every type of gripper is programmed different ways. They're integrated in different ways. And so that's really the barrier, why a lot of tasks are still manual or still, let's say, very, very challenging or cost prohibitive to, to do for, for manufacturers. Deploy takes that complexity away. So no more programming. Okay. So as long as you know your own business process, deploy takes care of the rest. Right, right. To move back a little bit, if you don't mind, I want to talk about the role of robotics in driving economies, especially in the manufacturing sector, which is hit so hard by COVID-19. Now we have challenges of inflation, labor shortages, Mm -hmm. supply chain issues. I mean, right now, what kind of trends, what kind of demands are you seeing at this stage for the manufacturing sector? Well, I mean, to put it simply, people will always buy things and we will always need to manufacture goods. Right. And so, you know, as as supply chains shift, as labor shortages occur, manufacturers will have to face a challenging environment of, okay, how do I find the right type of labor? How do I keep my labor? How do I face off competition? Manufacturers will always need to find efficient, cost effective ways to produce their goods. And uh, there will be, let's say, various challenges depending on the area they're in. I think what on robot is focused on is most manufacturers throughout the region are facing similar issues. They might weight their problems differently. You know, maybe sometimes uh, one manufacturer in one industry has more trouble with labor and one has more trouble with productivity, et cetera, et cetera. But I think generally speaking, if you are enabling manufacturers to produce more efficiently, quicker, more flexibly, and at a lower cost, it's going to win. The overall economy, you know, will come up and down and maybe that might slow things or speed things up. But I believe that making things easier for manufacturers to produce is always going to win out and it will help, I think, the economy advance quicker, recover Mm. quicker. Mm. James, let's talk about the future plans for OnRobot. What are your business priorities for the next few years? So Deploy is a platform, as I mentioned. So we call it the uh, first uh, platform for automated deployment of collaborative applications. That's a, it's a bit of a mouthful, but it's, um, it's what uh, I've described just now as automating all of the programming. This is a platform, and I would, I would think of it kind of like Windows. It will continue to evolve. It will continue to add features. Um, going back to the Grab example, um, right now we have several different applications. And, and Grab, you call it ordering a car, or ordering food, or payment. We call it CNC machine tending, material transfer, palletizing, packaging. We will continue to add those applications. We will, you know, for example, in the future, we will have um, things like. Um, uh, 
press brake, stamping, we'll have sanding, screw driving. Mm -hmm. And one important feature is that we support all the major robot brands. Mm -hmm. So we're not limiting it to a scope of, um, you know, certain manufacturers are used to using different types of robots, so we can support all of them. So this will evolve over the next few years. Um, Our first release is, let's say, later this year. uh, And over the next couple of years, we will continue to add more and more what we call applications with inside the platform. Mm. And just on that note, I mean, what are your personal predictions as far as automation trends are concerned? Just sticking for next year, I mean, how much of a jump in demand are you expecting for 2023? You know, it's difficult for me to predict. I I left my crystal ball in the other (laughs) room, but I I think, you know, it's going to be significant. And I think if you look at the last 10 to 15 years or 20 years, the adoption of robots, the adoption of automation technologies, is an irreversible trend. And I, and I would just go back to the computer example is it's providing a, a significant value. It's unlocking a significant value for economies and manufacturing. And if it becomes easy to use, people will use it the same way that we use computers. It's, I think it's very analogous. Mm. So I'm, I'm very, very bullish on the, on the market. Um, I think the next few years are going to be exciting. Uh, I think, the, the repositioning of supply chains and, and different economies uh, looking at a way to improve their manufacturing sector, advance their manufacturing sector are going to provide a lot of opportunities for, for uh, automation, for jobs, for the economy. It's, it's going to be exciting, I think. Yeah. And one day maybe we'll have an R2-D2 to do the exact calculation for us. Will <laughs> <laughs> yes. be fun. fun. That will be fun. What a fascinating conversation. I've been speaking with James Taylor, General Manager, APEC for On Robot. James, appreciate your time this morning. Take care and have a great day. Thank you very much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.